So good afternoon and welcome to our first podcast. Um, held specifically, I think, for the time being for um, Sydney Blue, um, but I'm pretty certain that this will expand pretty quickly. Um, we've been wanting to, as a group, for a sustained period of time, get this out to the network, and so we thought we'd start with a bang and with our leading man from Railway New South Wales and um, a consecutive winner of the title, which I think we'll, we'll talk about at a, at a later stage and also on track to to be head of the group this year. So uh, I'd like to welcome to the microphone uh, Gavin Rubenstein. Mr. Andrew, thank you very much. Mate, thanks for coming in and, and for sitting down and taking time out of your busy schedule. I think, um, you know, we, we appreciate it. It's a busy time of year. You've sort of walked in the room and you've said that there are a few things that you've got going on, so we might kind of scratch that saw relatively shortly. But, mate, where, where do we begin? Because I think everyone looks at you and looks at the person who walks across the stage and says, that's okay for Gav because he's got 27 people behind him, or that's yeah. okay for Gav because he you know, works in one of the most buoyant marketplaces in the country, or that's okay for Gav because he's high in real estate and that list continues. Sure. Where, where, does it, where does it start for you? I love those comments. Um, you know, I, I welcome them and I, I eat them for breakfast because I think, you know, I'm in an office of you know, 20 or so sales agents, um, and not to take sort of anything away from them, but they're in my marketplace and where are they year in, year out? Um, I think any, anybody and everybody has an opportunity to put on and build a team, um, which I've done. I'm not 25 people. I've got four people behind supporting. But, yeah, I hear those comments, and that's all cool as well. Um, what I love about real estate, right, and, and I have this discussion all the time when I do talks or podcasts or wherever it may be, um, it's equal slather for everybody. doesn't matter how old you are. doesn't matter what background you come from. Doesn't matter if um, you're five foot or seven foot, right? Um, doesn't matter if you're fat, thin. Um, you know, I mean, that can that can play with energy. But really, all it comes down to is, real estate is a fair business, and it will reward the hard work. Period. That's the golden rule of this game. And for me, kind of helicopter view, looking in on what other agents do, they just don't consistently put in the work time and time again, like me and my team do. Um, and so by no means is it easy, by no means does everybody do it. Um, to me, that's all excuses and noise. I block it out, put my head down, so does my team. We work down hard. We outwork not only people um, you know, in the office, we outwork people in other offices um, because we all are striving towards the same thing. And that's to really build a brand and a legacy um, and be known as the guys who do it better than everybody else. So mate, there's so much good stuff in there to unpack, and I think that's... You know, it's the reason why that question sort of came at the beginning. But <clears throat> let's maybe look at let's maybe look at the hard work thing because I think I think when we've been doing these, our, our people, their stories, which is our, our weekly uh, broadcast to the network, the the resounding message that has come through, yeah, hard work. Right now, that, that that sounds so simple. It sounds so easy. But but where did where did that start? How, how did you get that way? Was there a was there a chip on the shoulder because of sure. of something that occurred? Like like, like how did that chips. roll out? I got heaps of chips. Talk to me about the chips. Where, where do you want me to start? I think more so than hard work, it's consistent work. It's disciplined work. Ninety nine percent of not only agents but people aren't disciplined. They 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 struggle to 
understand what that word actually means. And Mark McLeod broke it down beautifully for me only you know, a couple of years ago. He said, discipline is the bridge between goals and accomplishment. I love that, right? Um, every agent, not only in this office or in this firm or in Sydney or in the world, knows what they need to do to get the results, but they don't do it. What needs to be done is not easy, but it's simple. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I think, you know, for me, kind of really, really early on, um, I don't know if I haven't put this out there, but I'm, I'm happy to. When I began as an assistant, I was kind of looking at the agents I was supporting. Again, no disrespect to them, just a whole self-belief function in, in my mind and, and thinking I would be able to do a better job than them, right? I was looking at the guys who were writing big, who I didn't even know, but I would study them. Um, you know, look at what they were doing, how they were doing it, and just thought as, as a young kid, like 20 years old, really not an arrogance thing, more so going into that self-belief about applying what you need to do to be good at a particular craft, this so happened to be real estate, that, you know, in time I could be better than them. And I guess um, I was just putting in the work, putting in more work than they were. I was making more calls at that point. I was thinking about it more. I was visualizing it more. Um I was uh, taking the necessary steps I was told to by mentors who were in certain positions I wanted to be in. Um, I wasn't just talking about it. I was talking about it, visually, visualizing it, and actually putting in the work to, to get there. And then I started to kick some goals, and, and, and that aspect of it became addictive. Um, and then I started to see what was possible. I got a taste, um, and, and it got seriously addicted. And today, because I'm a fiend. <laughs> So, so, Gavin, if, if we look at the, the discipline thing, I know that one of the things that you've you've spoken about a lot at, at sort of any event is is the discipline stuff. But but I used to say to, to people who worked in my business, you want to be successful when you start up by you, you start in the morning by making your bed. It's what an easy task to do to make the bed in the morning because you actually start the right way, yeah? I think people go with this overall goal of writing two, three, four million dollars, whatever it is that they want to make, but they aren't applying the very simple traits or characteristics that are needed to actually get there. They sort of want a shortcut to write those numbers, but it's not everywhere in their life. Yeah. If you, it's everywhere in your life, yeah? Talk to us about that. Um, it's like you, you kind of go down to the root of it all. And I think about what I was like as a kid. Um, and I wasn't very disciplined. And I, I have this conversation with a lot of people. So it's hard to kind of pinpoint where it came from. I mean, I, I've got one brother. He's an older brother. That boy's a machine. Um, he, he lives overseas. He's in Dubai currently. He's moved from South Africa to Indonesia to London. I mean, he's a weapon. He served in um, the Army and the, the Special Forces overseas. Um, you know, you, you could say he kind of got his discipline from there, but still kind of um, very hard to track down where it came from because my parents weren't necessarily disciplined. The most amazing people in the world. I love my mother. She completely built my self-esteem up to where it's at today. Um, and my father was just the hardest worker I have ever seen. And I guess kind of hard work was always the norm to me, as, as you know, we said in, in answering this questionnaire. But um, I think... Like I said before, when I started to get a taste and see the possibilities, um, I really started to become rigid because I wanted more. And I always want more and I'm never satisfied. I'm driven by progression. 
and improving. Like if this year is not as good as last year, we've got big problems. Um, and I'm, I monitor that very carefully. Like I look at what I'm doing, um, you know, say 2016 compared to 2017 on a monthly basis, on a quarterly basis to ensure that I'm always progressing. And this is going to sound crazy. It's got nothing to do with the money. Money is a player. It, it plays a motivational driver, 100%. But for me, it's more about the process. It's more about the journey. Because really, like, let's say you write three million bucks and you write four million bucks. You think your life is going to be much different. Uh, I mean, you know, you, 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 maybe you get a couple more investment properties, a couple more holidays. You're still not really missing out on a whole heap if you're writing three million compared to writing four million. I'm just addicted to the process, progression. Like I said, getting better, and I know what I have to do to get there. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it does. Talk me through your, your daily tasks then. Uh, 4.45, alarm goes off Monday to Friday. I'm up at 5, I'm in the gym at 5.30. I train workout from 5.30 to 7. Um, go home, get changed, shower, always dress smart, suit tight, pocket square, um, STP, I like to call it. You know, good energy is important. I mean, this is an energy game, make no mistake about it. I say it all the time. People are going to say, oh, they've heard me say it a hundred times over again. I'm not saying you need to dress smart in order to be a successful real estate agent. I'm saying that gives me energy. And so I think people need to work out and understand, identify what gives them energy yeah. and harness that um, to ensure that they manage their energy because the, the business takes you from you know highs to lows in 24 hours. And to be able to navigate through that, you need to make sure you manage your energy correctly. I think I think that's an important point because energy or, or where we derive our energy from every entirely different things. So so for you, mm. looking good, feeling good, all these sorts of things. I look good for a David Walker. On the other hand, yeah. I think you know another great performer. He derives his energy from from family, yeah. from you know all these sorts of things. So I think. People will hear your story and go, well, that's, again, fine for Gab, but that's right. Gab that doesn't, doesn't fit me. But that's not what you're saying. 100%. You're saying take your energy Correct. from somewhere. Correct. Yeah. And I think, I think half of the battle in this game is understanding how to manage that energy, identifying you know, what is going to negatively impact your energy, stay away from that, and focus on what's going to positively impact your energy and harness that. Um, I'm in a space now, like I say, Nine, nine years in the game, 29 years old, I think I'm excited because I, I really feel like this is chapter one of what is going to be a very long journey. It's, it's, it's really what motivates me. But um, I'm 29 and a veteran of, of the game at 29. And a huge part of that is over the last nine years, understanding how to manage my energy. And I think real estate as a business is such a great way to teach you things about yourself and grow as a person yeah. that... Um, you know, without it, you, you definitely wouldn't realise. Uh, I really believe that. So, 29 now started when you were 20. 20. Um, when did it When did it all drop into place? When did it feel like it was... It hasn't, it was, it it was hasn't dropped yet. It, it, it really hasn't dropped yet. I, I mean that. Like, you know, um, it has not dropped yet. You know, I think everyone looks at you and go, that guy's got his stuff in order, but, but it doesn't matter who I ask that question to, it's exactly the same. Yeah. Because it's a constant challenge. It's a, it's a sea of infinity, and I think we need to get used to that sea of infinity. For sure. Like, I mean, let's let's be real about it. I walked in here before we started this meeting and said, I'm a shit magnet at the moment. And I go through those periods, like everybody, um, by that I mean you just attract shit, right? Everything goes wrong. Um, if, I, if I wrote you a list of what was going wrong, you know, anyone who was saying, oh, 
look at that guy who's got it all together would probably say, God damn, lucky I'm not in that position. So maybe maybe Jeff <laughs> let's scratch that source. So seven million dollar property sells. Yeah, seven point six million dollar property sells at auction. Um, check bounces. Purchaser disappears out into the ether. Like in nine years of, of more volume than most agents in the country, that sort of thing has never happened before. And a three million dollar deal. Well, wind, wind it back three weeks. A three million dollar deal for one of my most important clients. This guy lives on the on the water in, in Point Piper. Like when he says jump, I say how damn high. Um, it was a very important deal to him. We got that deal across the line after a three month period. Check bounce again from the buyer. Exchange on a sixty six W. Um, he disappears. Um, you know, I mean, I mean, this is just a. We're a, not immune, yeah. Yeah, hundred hundred percent. Know where you are. Definitely, and I think the best, the best of the best, are the most resilient. They know how to manage that. They know how to how to bounce all of these issues off of them, almost like they're wearing armor, and propel through, navigate through the issues to come out on top. And I welcome it. Like, I hate being uncomfortable. Being uncomfortable is is something that I don't look forward to. Whereas I think most people would look forward to being comfortable. I look forward to being uncomfortable because I know there's a formula, there's a belief system that when you're uncomfortable, when you're going through a struggle, when you're going through these periods, something's going to pay because it's one of those businesses, like I said at the start of this conversation, that is fair, right? There is never, ever, ever in real estate struggle without reward. So so when things go awry, what do you do, Gav? Relish it, enjoy it, and prepare. Sit in it. I push hard. Don't suppress it. No. Embrace it. Yeah. There was a there was a coach of mine who once said to me, "You need an ETK," which she was the queen of acronyms. She said, "You need an emergency toolkit." That for someone could be going to the gym, that could be jumping in the car, listening to music. Her other trick was what, what's known as a BMW session, which is a bitch mode and winch session. <laughs> get I think it I'm out. One of those right it. now. Yeah. So I'm yeah. feeling better. <laughs> But we get it out, yeah? We don't suppress because I think the art of suppression sort of makes it eke out elsewhere. Mm. I agree. I agree. It's um, it's an amazing business, like I say, um, to help everybody and anybody out there who is listening. I really feel that if you are committed to the cause, um, there is no struggle in this business without reward, and I absolutely love that. There's always a light at the end of the tunnel. The big question is, are you committed? Or are you just saying you're committed? Are you really working? Are you pose working? You know, are you really putting in the time, the effort? Are you grinding? Are you hustling? Are you squeezing every minute, every second, out of every hour, out of every day? Are you actually doing that? Or are you lying to yourself? Because if you're lying to, to yourself, there will not be a reward for the struggle. Make no mistake. But if you're putting in the work, you're putting in the energy, I give this business everything. My team gives this business everything. You don't know what we put in day in, day out. People don't know. People don't understand. How do you get the good people there? Hard damn work again. Um, look, I've, been, I've been pretty pretty lucky with regard to team structure, and actually, we were talking before. I've just um, experiencing myself a restructure within the business. My EA um, is kind of you know mutually we've decided to to part ways. She's gone on another role, and I've gone to fill the role. So that's a that's a hard thing to to do as well. But that was a three and a half four year innings, and I think. Um, typical real estate years is like, you know, people turn over, we've got huge retention issues. So my, my suggestion around that would be make sure you aren't just putting someone on for the sake of filling that position. Uh, put someone on who has a skill set which applies to what you need in your business. 
which brings to the table what you don't do or what you don't like doing or what you're not great at doing. And when you have a good fit and you've got the chemistry, do not let them go. Overpay them. Really treat them incredibly. Um, I mean, I've got so many good guys. I've got Jerome Sprott. That boy has been with me for coming on seven years, right? Um, he's been with me since the beginning. We've built this business up together. And like, I can't tell you the stories over the last nine years that, that this guy and I have been through. I mean, early stages, you know, running out of money, him having to, to drive to, to where I was and filling up my car with a can of petrol, not being able to eat out at dinner, so him cooking up chicken from Woolworths and cucumber and, and, and feeding it to me because, you know, I mean, this, this is the very, very early stages and we've come sort of here from there um, and... I would never let him go. I hope he doesn't listen to this because he might stitch me up. But, you know, I, would, I would just never he let him wouldn't. go. That's the point. He yeah. Look, he went away for, for two weeks to Bali. It was the first break he's had all year. And this boy is seven days. He's my shadow. So I'm seven days, he's seven days. He's early mornings, he's late nights. Whatever I need, how I need, when I need, he's there to deliver. I can always rely on him. Um, he, he went away for two weeks and, and I was I was possibly in a bad mood two weeks permanently, <laughs> you know, so so when you get those good people, you've got to hold on to them. Oliver Labor's another guy who is just, he's first class. I mean, this guy's first class, you know, he's an agent within my umbrella, um, and he's just, he's got a huge, huge future, and you know, you work with like-minded people who all want the same thing and all have high energy, it's going to result in, in positive things for you. So, mate, three more things, I suppose, because I'm cognizant of, of, of time and, and, and those sorts of things for you in particular. Um, maybe the, the, the first point to raise is around what's what's next for you. And I, I really want to talk about this. The accessibility to you is something that really impresses me. Mm. When, when someone reaches out to you, you're so available. Right. Um, text message, phone call, sure. you know, email, those sorts of things. But I think maybe to, to help people a little bit further, you've you put something into into action. Maybe speak to that point if you can. Yeah, so I think um, you know, I've been grateful enough to have been involved in quite a few um, speaking events over the last couple of years and, and that's resulted in um, you know, a couple of agents kind of noticing and understanding or, or appreciating I'd say the work I've, I've been putting in as well as social media being, being a big part of that. Um, and it's really kind of created, I guess, some sort of awareness um, and also an interest with agents, not only in Sydney, actually all over the, the, the country, who would like to understand more about, you know, what it takes to um, you know, write big numbers and or, or, or decent numbers or, or, you know, build a decent real estate business, whatever it looks like to them. And, and they, you know, they want to unpack that. And last year I spent... I don't know, I may have gone for breakfast over the course of the year, 40 to 50 agents, you know, just people who kind of contacted me um, about getting in touch and had questions to ask, which I was more than happy to do, but it kind of was getting out of control um, through all social media platforms um, and starting to eat into my time, which was for real estate, which is a problem to me. So what I decided to do was, based on a couple of things, one, helping these people to identifying, again, this is a relationship with that energy, that helping people and actually unpacking the business um, gives me good energy and helps me, you know, propels me to, to new levels, um, is put on an event called What It Takes. 
which is the blueprint to succeed in real estate is what we are calling it. Um, and it's presented by me. It's hosted by a fantastic guy, Jason Andrew, the new hotshot CEO of Bray White. I don't know if you've heard of it. Um, and we've got some incredible speakers. Like I go to these talks all the time and um, you get two or three who are good and then you know another two or three are pretty average. Like everyone on the roster for this event is first class. Marcus Ciminello, uh, you know, he's got three high sale prices in Victoria. Phil Harris, you know Phil, the guy is a king of Adelaide when it comes to real estate. Um, Will Phillips, director of Bressick Whitney, another great operator, phenomenal at building teams and, and driving people. And I think importantly here, you know, maybe what what I want to emphasise is that, you know, sometimes, you know, that, that, that looking externally is, is relatively... Um, is, is relatively cool as well. So to to bring those together on the platform that you've provided is is something that that I was happy to support. Um, that date October thirteenth. Thirteenth. Yeah. Uh, so what it takes, and we're we'll sort of look at getting that out to to a few of the the guys. Definitely, yeah. I would go to www.witgr.com.au uh, just to register your interest. There's some more information on, on some other speakers, Tom Panel, Steve Carroll, and the rest of them. There. Excellent. Like what what next for you? Like beyond, uh, I think that the legacy word came out of that first statement that you made. Um, you know, growth of, of of team, all of these sorts of things. Yeah. What next for you? You're 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 looking this year, M, as the five time consecutively. Don't jinx me now, brother. <laughs> so. All things considered, if we if, if you take it out this year, so uh, for for Rayway New South Wales, an, an incredible achievement at the age of twenty nine years of age, or before you're thirty, where where to? What do you what do you look at doing? Um, it's a good question, and the amount of thoughts that roll in and out of my little mind on a daily basis are a bit kind of crazy. Um, Honest answer is at this point, TBA, but what I can tell you is, it will be damn big. Um, I'm not here, I'm not here to, to, I haven't, I haven't put in all of this work for this time period um, for nothing. It, it's going to be, be big. I'm going to leave a real mark on this, on this industry. Um, and that's, that's what I work my guts out to, to do. Legacy is important to me. Name's important to me. Reputation is everything to me. Um, I'm, I'm going for the absolute top and not just in one company and absolutely everyone, for sure. <laughs> so, yeah, thanks for coming along. Um, what it takes is something that I'm really excited about, October 13th. Um, your people will look at you and considering you're a guy who's so busy, I think that you know, you're, you're very to the point in a lot of circumstances, but the, the time that you've always taken with me, I'd like to thank you sort of very much publicly, and you're a very, very good man. You're, you. a, you're a massive asset to this business. Uh, you're a massive asset to our industry. Uh, and my hope is that upon people listening to this two, three, four times, they can put in place some of the things that we've spoken about today and, and, and possibly play in your stratosphere. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Good man.